Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Happy Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. This is just a Tuesday. You know, the last show we did was a Friday, and I felt like that Friday was very well-deserved. This is a Tuesday that I just don't feel like I earned because I didn't do anything yesterday. No, it's such a treat. We do deserve it because it's just so special to have a four-day work week. So special. And it really feels like a Monday, and I almost forgot that it was a Tuesday, and it's just so wonderful to hear that it is, in fact, Tuesday. And this week, I feel like it's just going to fly by. Yeah, and you know what? It's like every time I do have the wonderful privilege of enjoying a four-day work week, which is a few times a year with the, the national holidays, it really just makes me realize like how fucked up the five and two day Ratio. schedule. It just doesn't work. And do you know that at, you know our mayoral race is coming up and Andrew Yang is running for mayor and he like is running That's on his the, platform the four day work week yeah it's really something to think about imagine a world like we've like I feel like I've been dreaming about that like since I was a kid but like imagine an actual world where it's four to three like mm-hmm. that just makes so much sense no I know and we'll experience it this week I'm gonna let you know how it goes but I have a feeling it's just gonna be fabulous fabulous much like the long weekend I had such a productive weekend and I have so many personal updates Mm. to share with the class you finished your cleanse obviously I finished my cleanse uh my my last day was Saturday and I just want to say I absolutely loved the cleanse like overall I would recommend if I ever found myself feeling this way again like I would do it again but not for a long time well can I say like after watching you do the cleanse and now Ben is doing it I really feel like it's not a cleanse Because, like, when you think cleanse, you think, like, three of those juices a day. Like, no, you can have those big, chunky, duty juices, but you can also have, like, fruits and veggies and, like, eggs. Like, it's not – I feel like it's more of, like, a diet than a a cleanse. No, it's actually the opposite because you're cleansing – since you're only eating fruits, vegetables, and eggs and raw nuts, it's all, like, natural food. So you're cleansing your body of toxins. No, no, I I, I know, but I just mean – No, like, it's actually a literal cleanse. If anything, it's not a diet because consumption-wise, you can eat – more fruits or veg- there's no limit to right how but when many you say you a cleanse eat. it's like the yolanda hadid like literally a juice a day like no solid food but you're actually ben's eating a good amount of solid food but that doesn't make it not a cleanse you're still Just cleans- in my mind you're it still does. cleansing your system in my mind it makes it not a cleanse okay well i don't know if your mind is like the authority it is definitely on cleanses a hundred percent so 100%. Ben's doing it now and he called me last night and he was just feeling fantastic. And I actually feel like as much as Claudia likes to talk big shit about this cleanse, like I kid you not, I would put my, like, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few days you're like, I'm doing the cleanse. Oh my God. No, You no, have no. been so influenced by us. No, 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 no. I'm definitely shook that I tasted the spinach dip. What? Smoothie. Smoothie. And... It really was not that bad. Like, I've always seen these people, like, put spinach in a blender. And to me, that's just absolutely disgraceful. Like, it's disgusting. But I guess Jackie really explained it to me, like, a few days ago. Like, when you put spinach and ice, like, in a blender, it doesn't become, like, spinach water. It just becomes, like... 
water. No, because of the way that spinach is, when you blend it with water, it just becomes green water. Like it doesn't have really a taste. That was shocking to me. And, I just learned that. But it has so many nutrients. So it's like so beneficial to do that in any smoothie that you're right. having because you're automatically just like having all these vitamins. That makes sense. And I didn't know that. Now I know why all these people are, over, like not everyone likes spinach. Like I just no. thought it was so wild like that yeah. people were doing that. Yeah. But it actually makes a lot of sense now. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of people keep out. I, I post the book uh, often, but people, like, I guess didn't screenshot it. It's the 10-Day Smoothie Cleanse by J.J. Smith. Get the book on Amazon and or wherever you can find it. And read the book because it will understand and better, it will better explain the purpose of the cleanse better than I am capable of explaining. And I know, I know you're just bursting. You, can, you can't say buy this book on Amazon and I have know. me not. I know you're just bursting. Plug but my own book. I even made Ben read the book because it's not enough to just say you do this. Like it has all the recipes, all the reasons for why you're doing what you're doing. And if you, it's a really mentally tough thing to do. So you want to have as many reasons why you're doing it as possible. So overall, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself that I did it. 10 days, you guys, apparently 10 days is the longest stretch of time on earth. I could have told you that. It's so crazy. 100%. And I've, I feel like I've, tried a few things like this before and I, I never stuck with it and I think this is the first time I've actually did and I think it's a testament to the fact that this cleanse is very doable and like that my willpower is just on point it's, the willpower is real the willpower is real so that's a wrap on the cleanse life I know a lot of you are also doing it I'm not trying to make everyone do it I just I really needed to reset my system mm. and also I feel like now one I don't want to undo the progress that I've done but I've taken away so many things from this Your cleanse. Diet. like first of all I think I'm gonna go into just one coffee a day like I think having withdrawn from caffeine like I b- lowered my tolerance I agree um also like I'm going to try and do some sort of modified version where I'll have a ju- uh, a smoothie in the morning. So I'll get that spinach. And, and I was getting really hydrated on the cleanse, like so much water and f- good nutrients in my smoothie. So I'm going to incorporate that into my diet. But it really just gave me an appreciation for fresh food. Like I'm not really mm-hmm. craving what I usually would crave. Just sit down like with a bag of pretzels, like, like dry. I cannot relate. Had McDonald's yesterday. Yeah. No, okay. no, no. McDonald's is fresh food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. More. And shockingly, it has given me an appreciation for fruit. Uh, okay, so you know what's so crazy? Like, the fact that you don't like fruit is shocking to me. Because, like, honestly, it's not better than, like, you know, chips. But fruit is, like, not the worst food in the world. There's just, I, I now fuck with a few more fruits than I did before. Like, a few days on the cleanse towards the end, I, I saw that I could have um, unsweetened peanut butter. So I had apples, apples with peanut butter. And it was just, like... So delectable. That's a fire snack. It was so delicious. And I think that's something I'll incorporate into my life. And that's better than me going for a bowl of salt and vinegar chips. So a little while ago, you mentioned that there's a book. um, I just feel like I I forgot to interject. You mentioned that there's a book that goes along with your cleanse. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah, no, I did say that. That's so crazy that because like Amazon's such like a boutique online website. And they let you build a cart where you could add other books. Which is crazy. I just find it strange. Like this little small website would have your book and my book out one motherfucking week from today girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an instagram thirst monster also i just have an update because i did speak to my editor yesterday because i know i told you guys like in the middle of the hard copy book there is like 20 photos i don't want to spoil it um but i did find out that if you have the kindle version there is digital versions of the photos not in the middle but at the end of the book so don't worry if you bought the kindle version um you will have a copy of the photos, but they won't be as beautiful as they are in the hardcover, but you still get it. Just nonetheless, I wanted to update everyone. And I just wanted to update everyone like, I don't know, I'm just like about to be an author, you know? I think it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. So with a week to go, do you have anything that you want to do 
like to tease or excite or um, delight i'm gonna do it on my instagram story you gave me a good idea like every week for you the don't want to do it on the toast no um because i haven't decided like which excerpt i want to read and i would actually like to get you know feedback like what do people want to hear um but yes on my instagram stories like every week for the last couple weeks i've been doing like giveaways or reveals of like you know different parts of the book and today is my last one i'm like kind of feeling nostalgic but it's my last tuesday to reveal something about the book before the book actually comes out and it doesn't need to be revealed because you guys are going to be reading it so i'm going to be doing a dramatic reading an excerpt on my instagram stories later today so just make sure you're following and maybe send me a dm of what do you want to hear and what's an excerpt how long do i read like a chapter um no. i think just like a short like maybe start at the beginning of a chapter and then like stop where like the thought ends. Like yeah. a few paragraphs. Okay. Also, I, I think that you should just open like to a random page. You choose or, like, a page. Okay. No, just oh, say, say a page number. 82. Mm, sounds like a good one. <laughs> 82, 77, 79, 81. Okay. Oh, this is the chapter on um, like my very short-lived dating life um, before I met Ben and then how I met Ben and then like getting married, say yes to the dress, torture, being like bridezilla, the worst bride ever. Um, Just give us a sentence. Okay. <laughs> okay, this was my first kiss. <laughs> it all started with my first kiss. This sounds like a perfect excerpt. His name was Maverick and he was fine as hell. We were in the seventh grade and I hated him literally despised he was a little bit shy but also a dick my middle school was very very small with only about 30 kids in each grade there were only two good-looking boys maverick being one of them he had that pale complexion that turned bright red when he was embarrassed or nervous which was really cute a big group of us were hanging out at maverick's house one weekend when we decided to play seven minutes in heaven the classic hookup game that pairs up two kids and sends them into a dark closet for seven minutes to hopefully make out and wouldn't you know it i was paired up to go into the closet with maverick that would, like, be a good place to end, but I want to keep going. The second we got... That's like, by the way, if that's not me, like, in a sentence, like, this would be a good place to end, but I'm going to keep going. The second we got into the closet, I was hoping we'd kiss. I had seen enough young adult movies to know that this was going to be a pivotal moment in my adolescent life. I didn't want to fuck it up. We kissed in that dark, musty closet, and I literally fell in love with him on the spot. It's true what they say. Kids secretly love the kids they openly hate. That kiss opened up my floodgates. I was head over heels in love with Maverick. But back in school, he continued to be a dick. Nothing had changed for him. Shockingly, he hadn't had the same change of heart that I had. At that age, boys are just not emotionally mature enough to understand the inner workings of a seventh grade girl's mind. My secret crush was tearing me up. After school, I'd wait for him to instant message me. But he never did. Damn. That's fucking sad. Yeah, that's sad. But it's a happy ending, the the chapter. So if make you sure want to, to find out what happens with Claudia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. com slash book. That is the spoiler alert that we needed. Yeah. Um. So what other personal updates? I mean, I just watched so much godforsaken television um, that I want to talk about. Like, uh, I watched a lot of Lost, and then I started Bling Empire, which honestly I need you to watch. Okay. Um. And of course, The Bachelor was on last night, so we'll do that in our TV recap. I have more personal updates to oh, share gosh. with the class because I started Downton Abbey, and that was really oh. like my weekend. I'm on season three now, and it's just... Wow, that's fast. It's just fantastic, as I knew it would be, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And like, it's, it, it's one of those shows that's like incredible, and so to have that all in front of me is just so exciting. And you're so, such a Downton girl. Like, I don't know why... Yeah, but I have is... to thank Bridgerton for getting me into that mood. That headspace. And I ha and so Bridgerton is set in, like, the 1800s, maybe, like, 1820s, and Downton Abbey is, like, 1920s, so it's really interesting to see how oh. much changes in a century and also what stays the same. Like, there are yeah. so many things that 
I didn't wouldn't have maybe understood if not for Bridgerton like they talk about they're going to London for the season and they we don't see that they just come back however many months later and I'm like oh I know what happens in London for the season like we're gonna we're gonna um promenade you know like is that I, what they do yeah that's what happens in Bridgerton the season oh the season is in London in Bridgerton it's all about the season yeah in London in London but then they go to their country homes like and Downton Abbey is the country home so got in Downton it, Abbey it. they're like we're going to London for the season and oh oh and I'm like oh I know what that and is so what do they do at the country homes just chill oh it's just so fantastic dinners uh, every farm night farm chem and vibes farm chem and vibes and there's just so much drama need at a palace Abbey. need a palace yes and so um and then also, like, us being 100 years from when Downton Abbey was. Yes. It's just really an interesting lens into how much we've changed. That is interesting. Yeah. And then also my other personal update since I finished the cleanse. And I was just, while I was cleansing, I was just so excited to cook. And so I made two recipes from Ina Garten's Modern Comfort Food Cookbook, Barefoot Contessa. First, I made penne arrabbiata. And um, okay. I subsequently I found out that I don't like arrabbiata sauce. Neither do I. But I've like spoken to you like four times about your arrabbiata. And you say it so weird. Like, what am I supposed you to say? You said penne arrabbiata. Like you literally. I pronounce every syllable. It's penne arrabbiata. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I, like, it's spicy. In the book, it just looks like a delicious red sauce. And I, I thought I had, you know, I assumed I'd had it before. It's extremely spicy and... I it's nothing of the sort I didn't like it I, like I, it I ate as much as I could and I also I don't think I made it wrong but no, I just, just Arbiata is not like a pomodoro it's not just like no, a standard thing I just thing. thought I was making a delicious sauce yeah. and I wasn't then I made her broccoli and kale Caesar salad where I made my own Caesar dressing and I made my own croutons and I thought that no offense Ina her Caesar's Dressing recipe calls for too many anchovies. I could like smell the anchovies in my salad. Oh. It kind of ruined it for me. Well, you could just take them out. Like, no, no, no. Like in, in the, the blender. Dr- I know, but blend- you, you no, can so just do ne- less. Of course, next time I'm going to do half the amount of anchovies, but like it kind of ruined my salad. Yeah. So like it was kind of a bust, yep. even though I'm proud of myself because I think I made everything correctly. Yes. No, I watched. We were on FaceTime and it's, it's an amazing feat when I literally ate McDonald's and the Chinese food for dinner and I've truly never been in a better place in my life. No, like and I'm jealous that you had a satisfying meal, whereas I just like was on my feet for hours And doing yesterday. dishes. Oh my God, the dishes. The dishes. Like so, that's what Ina does not take into account because Ina probably has a live-in housekeeper. N- yeah, and she probably has like two dishwashers, which is what I needed because I had to do one load. Let the oh, di- that is where I draw the line. Yeah. Like I will literally throw out the dishes instead of cleaning them. Like I cannot do that. Yeah. Also, so I just wanted to ask the toasters because now I'm starting to worry that maybe Ina and I don't have the same palate, and that I should get a different cookbook of someone who's like a little less, you know, uh, fancy. No, like to be honest, there, it's one thing to appreciate Ina from afar, but it's, an, it's another to like bring her into your home and like into your dishes. I don't know if that's really, like, the move. Honestly, I feel like you'd be way better off getting, like, a kosher cookbook. I have a kosher cookbook, but those recipes wouldn't put meat and dairy together, whereas I would have right, meat and dairy right. together. So, so you're, like, limiting yourself even though you don't need to. Yeah. So I just, if anybody has a cookbook that they love that just makes, like, recipes for the perfect pasta sauce, the perfect this, mashed no, potatoes. Not, like, not the perfect, like, the, the basic. Yeah. yeah, the classics. Like, I don't need anything too fancy, so let me know what you guys think. Um, I'll still go with Ina. I just, maybe even a different Ina cookbook that's, like, this is, like, her, whatever, 10th cookbook, so I'm sure she's trying to get crazy with her recipes. She does Back to Basics on Barefoot Contessa. She probably has a Back to Basics. She does have a Back to Basics cookbook, so maybe that's I what I should I would start there. Go. Okay. Well, I do think... I mean, we could continue with the personal updates because I'm not going to lie. The story's like, 
they could wait. <laughs> I don't have any personal updates except for the fact that I just like ate like shit all weekend, drank like a fish, and watched a bunch of TV that I'm going to talk about in the TV recap segment. Okay. Well, then I guess without further ado, we could get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And while that may be true, I would just like to take a moment to let everyone know that today's sponsor is Love Book Online. And Valentine's Day is coming up, so love is in the air. And so is Lovebook, a personalized gift that helps people express feelings that might be difficult to say out loud. Most customers use a Lovebook to revisit their fondest memories or to list the reasons why they love someone. Lovebooks are completely customizable, though, and people can use them however they like. So Valentine's Day is coming up or just any birthday or anniversary of someone you really appreciate and who would appreciate a sentimental gift. Lovebook Online is so cute, so sweet, and really is the perfect gift for someone who like material items just like don't really... They just don't work anymore, you know? Um, users can create characters in the book that look just like themselves and the recipient with all the features that make them unique. They can even choose their favorite hairstyles and outfits. While customers have the option to personalize each page as much as they like, with the Express option, you can create a complete book in just a few minutes. Love books are the perfect gift for any occasion, but especially for anniversaries, birthdays, and of course, Valentine's Day. Visit lovebookonline.com toast to receive a special 20% discount for our listeners. Again, that's lovebookonline.com slash toast. That's the link you have to use to get the special 20% discount just for the listeners of The Morning Toast. Check it out. That's lovebookonline.com slash toast. Love it. Okay, first story, the big news of the day. Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas split, says a source. Quote, they are in different points in their lives. Okay, I'm going to make an analogy and you tell me if you see this at all. Okay. Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck, like as a couple, like they are tie-dye. Oh, I was going to say they are 2020 and like it's like the year ended and so did they. Yeah, like don't care. Really not at all. Like takes me back to like to March to March when we were wearing tie dye and like we were so naive to everything that was coming. Like tie dye is just like symbolic of things that trigger me. And Anna Armas and Ben Affleck, like I remember sitting in our old studio being like, we love this guy though. Like, literally, my priorities have so shifted from then. Like, I cannot allot one more brain cell to this couple. Like, I, I saw the cardboard cutout, like, drama. The cardboard cutout went in the garbage. Yeah, like, his trash got taken out, and, like, the trash man was holding up his big life-size Anadarmus cutout. Which we had reported on back when they got it. I guess it was, like, a joke for the paparazzi. Well, they're so thirsty. Their whole relationship was so fake. Like, I'm sure that that garbage man photo was also staged that's so crazy so like i read ben somewhere Affleck, like he is probably he's an a-list actor yes. and i think that she's a-list as well and like about like on her way to being one of like the Permanent. greatest movie stars in our time and the fact that they do stuff like that it's disgraceful it's disgraceful and i did also read somewhere that the man taking out the garbage was Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's disgraced younger brother. So all of this is just like so messy. And like I said, I've allotted too many brain cells to these two people who are just like playing with us, you know? I don't know if they were playing with us. I do feel like they were in a real relationship. Yes. But it also feels like now that the cameras went down and their movie probably was done shooting and now it's time for the press for the movie, they're breaking up. Yeah. You know, and I just feel a little played. That's no, all. definitely I feel used. Yeah. And I did feel like, I, I'm not, I know you didn't, but I had a ship for them. No, I, I actually, definitely didn't. I thought they were such a cute couple. Me too. And I thought they could be great. I thought they were like a cute couple, but I was definitely not like shipping them, like putting my hard time, energy, money, like into a boat. When I first heard about them, I shipped so hard. And then everything else was kind of annoying. But like, 
I thought maybe the pop, like, you know, it was everyone else making them annoying. Like, yeah. they're just trying to leave their house and get in talking donuts. Right. The and paparazzi and the media have a way of doing that. Like, mm-hmm. is this person annoying or is the media just making them annoying? And that's, yeah. I, I, we've definitely making struggled. Making seem annoying. We've definitely struggled with that with, like, Chrissy Teigen. And I think we came to the conclusion that Chrissy Teigen is actually not annoying. Yeah. The people who write about her are, are really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. So they've called it quits after nearly a year together. Um, they said that she broke it off, quote, a source tells people their relationship was complicated and it doesn't want to be in Los Angeles based. And Ben obviously has to since his kids live in L.A. Mm. So it seems like. But okay, I that's like an actual reason. Yeah. They're saying that it was something mutual and completely amicable. They're at different points in their lives. There is deep love and respect there. Ben wants to continue to work on himself. He has three jobs lined up and he's a solid father at home. That's good. They're both happy with where they are in their lives. I really want the best for Ben Affleck emotionally in terms of his family and mostly because I love Jennifer Garner so much. But I, I really I want I want success and prosperousness for Ben Affleck. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Also, Anna DeArmas followed up the breakup with a new haircut I don't know if you saw I it I did see the brave choice in, in, in chop yeah I figured you would have some thoughts about it well like this is the thing when you're literally the most gorgeous girl in the world and like you cut your hair like it does not make a difference yeah and this is one you know bad haircut because it's making a small difference she's still literally the most gorgeous girl in the world but like imagine how beautiful you have to think you are to confidently walk into a barber shop and be like yo give me this chop middle bangs choppy bowl cut like it's it's like the kids from nothing to see here yes yeah I literally like that is the I'm always working on my confidence I really am and like that's the (laughs) level of confidence I want to have where I would literally walk into supercuts and be like give me the bowl cut special knowing that I'm gonna leave the place being as gorgeous as as I always was yeah maybe even more gorgeous like that's an admirable level of confidence and I think that's what we should all work towards when we're working on ourselves yeah I agree and she does still look adorable with the haircut no she's literally the cutest girl alive like it's not fair no it's not and like no joke like that is a fucking terrible haircut and if anyone else got it I'd be like roasting them but I don't know she's just like so pretty like I don't know thanks for like making yourself like bringing you down to my level (laughs) like I appreciate it totally well I look forward to leaving these two in in 2020 I'm triggered by them and you know what I actually really like a lot of Ben Affleck's work. I mean, Jersey Girl is like such a stellar movie, even though I don't think people would consider that his best work. I would. Um, But when it comes to his dating life, like after the Jennifer Aniston, I mean, Jennifer Garner stuff, and then he was with the nanny, like, and then the SNL writer, like, I don't know, he, he kind of bothers me. He's messy. In terms of dating, like, I, I want stability for him. Like, go away. Yeah. Yeah. But love his work. Yeah. I think we had hoped that he had found it, but No. No, and honestly, now I think Anna Darmus can do better. Uh, she should date Brad Pitt, like for real. Oh my God, yeah. I look forward to seeing who they each date next as both eligible single people now. I agree with 50% of that. Like, I just don't care what Ben Affleck does, but like, I'm waiting with bated breath to see who Anna Darmus chooses next. Yeah, I agree. it could literally be anyone. Like, imagine being like the most beautiful belle of the ball in Hollywood, like any guy you want. Yeah. Brad Pitt, hello, call me. Like, exciting. Exciting. Well, when one ship crumbles, another ship sets sail. Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey are packing on the PDA in St. Bart's on a literal ship. And they just are looking like they're having the time of their lives on this trip. Like, gotta get to St. Bart's. You guys, these pictures are like forever in my mind. Me too. They will live in my mind rent free. They remind me of the level of iconism. Iconism. 
whatever, um, that those Meghan and Harry photos were when they were in the rain on their last royal actual official outing at that like movie premiere or whatever. And the paparazzi took this like stellar photo of them in the rain and the umbrella and the lights. It was just like so glamorous. Like that was like a, that'll be in like time. Yeah, but the difference is like that was posed, like they knew there was a camera lens right in front of them where this is like candid or even if they know the paparazzi's there, they're still like on a surfboard, on a jet ski. And like these pictures just- Natural. They're- Stellar. Yeah. Over the weekend, the couple was photographed vacationing on a mega yacht in the Caribbean where they appeared to be having a blast while partaking in water sports. In the photos, Lori can be seen sitting behind Michael B. Jordan as he drives a jet ski. They were also spotted surfing and swimming. They're also like on the deck of the boat. Like, yeah. They're also like on a Dock. surfboard. He's just like looking at her. It's We'll post the Instagrams on, I mean, we'll post the photos on our Instagram, but I agree. Like these photos just like really spoke to me. And ever since she's been like publicly dating Michael B. Jordan, I follow her on Instagram and like, she's like, no doubt, like one of the most beautiful girls like on the planet. Like it's like, I don't know who's more of the catch. I can't like, obviously you want to say Michael B. Jordan because he's like this famous, like man of the moment. Like everyone loves him. Sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive. But I don't know, like, Lori Harvey's literally, like, a bachelorette. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like she's more of the catch than he is. Yeah. I I, I think they're both so catchy. Catchy. Catchy vibes, catchy for sure. Catchy vibes, for happy sure. Happy for them. Really happy for them. And I just think if anybody is very upset about Ben Affleck and Ar- Anna de Armas, like... We can find peace. We can find peace in knowing that we have a new ship. It is out to sea in the Caribbean, and it's, and it's going jet skiing. And this is just, like, a powerful young Hollywood couple. Like, we just... We needed this... In 2021, so badly. Like, <laughs> thank you, Michael. And thank you, Lori. Like, you don't even know, like, us pop culture deviants. Like, we just needed this hardcore. Yes, for sure. So, so thank you for doing the work that you do. Some good news of the day. Next story. Kelly Clarkson is saying that celebs were really mean after American Idol. You know what? Every now and then, uh, Kelly Clarkson speaks out on like celebrity culture and like how she's kind of been like a misfit all these years. And I find it fascinating. The last time she did it was when she was on Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. And now I guess she's doing it again. I haven't heard this, this yet. This is really fascinating. Kelly Clarkson didn't have the easiest transition into fame, but Jennifer Love Hewitt was a huge help. Oh, wow. She thanks Jennifer Love Hewitt for her kind words um, during her stint on American Idol in 2002 on Thursday's episode of The Kelly Clarkson Show. Which ratings are just through the roof. We're so happy for you, Kelly. Kelly said, quote, you probably don't remember this, but it stuck with me for so long, almost 20 years now. But right after, you have no idea, I'm about to say this and you probably don't remember, but it was at some kind of MTV Awards or something or VMAs or something. I don't know what it was, but you ran up to me and it was right when like the final three of Idol and we were just so slammed and everything was happening in like a whirlwind and people were really mean to us because we're from a talent show and it was the first season she said like everyone was so rude to us on the carpet at the show it was so bad it was a horrible experience and you came up to me and ran up to me out of nowhere and we're like oh my gosh I'm really rooting for you oh and then she gave her some really good like famous person advice she said please keep the ones you love so close and it'll end up being about a few people in your life unfortunately but this business can be really hard and just remember Remember to keep those people who really love you and you just gave me this advice that was really really kind in such an unkind time for right. me personally so thank you so much it meant the world to me that is so sweet and I just like I it makes me angry to imagine a world where like people disrespect Kelly Clarkson like of course now she's a queen but she's right like no like, I'm sure the these, first season of American Idol there was no voice no x-factor like it was like who are these freaks yeah and they're on the red carpet and 
you just don't you never know which way they're going yeah and I'm sure a lot of people felt like they didn't need to be kind to her who were the top three it was obviously Kelly and Justin and then who was number three I don't know did Kelly and my Justin memory doesn't stretch that far ever date like officially they had that iconic I think they movie like, I think they like you know fueled the rumor mill but I don't think they were dating no and I think now probably one of the greatest as a pop culture fanatic one of the greatest things we can experience is like a full circle moment for a D-list celeb. And that's Justin Guarini being, it's the sweet one on the Dr. Pepper commercials. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that's him because he's not sporting his iconic curly hair. I believe they actually gave him a wig. Um, but yes, the Dr. Pepper commercials are Justin Guarini from season one, American Idol, and the famous movie that kind of reflects a porno from Justin to Kelly. Such so, a good movie. So good. And by the way, I've said this on the toast before, maybe even on the breast, so it was a while ago, but if you watch from Justin to Kelly and you just imagine that every time there's a man and a woman in a room alone together, like they're going to start fucking, like it literally is such a porno, like the, the, the set, the wardrobe, the acting, like it is pornographic like you have to watch it it's such it's honestly like the worst movie of all time you but should choose that for toast movie of the week 100 percent, 100 percent. they should remake from justin to <gasps> kelly but with like a new like if it from was olivia um, to joshua no, or it's like gabby barrett and her husband who was also from the talent competition but they're too religious and that movie was kind of risque no i know but like someone like like a couple that dates from a talent show like making from what's her husband's name kate 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 from gabby to kate yeah, no, I, I don't know if that's really going to be a hit. I think it would be so good. <laughs> and I know one person who would watch it. Margot. Oh, two. Yes, two. We have two fans. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, Justin, from Justin to Kelly definitely needs, like, a 2020, like, reboot. We have all these stupid-ass reboots. Like, give us the one we actually want. <laughs> I so agree. From Justin to Kelly. Okay, next story. Jamie Lynn Spears tells Elon Musk that her Tesla is a, quote, secret cat killer as she talks about tragically running over multiple family pets in a new video. The 29-year-old actress recently revealed that she has accidentally run over numerous family pets with her Tesla vehicle due to its nearly silent design. She said someone's got to let, know, someone's got to let Elon Musk know that the Tesla is a secret cat killer, and it's a problem we've really got to fix, she pleaded in an Instagram story. Story. She said, we have now lost, I don't even want to tell you how many cats because they don't hear the Tesla crank and unfortunate things happen. Wait, explain to me the part when, when the cats are dying. So the car is starting, but it's a silent motor. So the cats don't hear it. They don't move and they got run over. So the ca- but so the cats are, I was, okay, sorry. I just need more explanation because when we were kids, one time there was a cat in the engine. In the engine. Because I guess it's like super warm and like a stray cat can like, I guess that's like a thing. Like cats like go into the hoods of cars. <laughs> I don't know how it works. But like it happened just once. So like I know that it's a thing. But and then we couldn't turn the engine on because the cat was stuck. We just like call the fire department. Like it was a whole drama. Um, but so is she saying that the cats are in the engine no. already? No, she never. No. So when she starts, she's, so she's running the them over. No, like, Yes. The cats are in the driveway. They're in the yard. The car starts usually. If so the, that's the driver's if, fault. No, but if, if the car starts usually and an animal hears it, they'll run from it because it's a loud noise. But the Tesla, I guess part of its feature is that it has a silent motor. The cats don't know the car is starting. They don't move. They get run over. Yeah, she's running over cats. So I think there needs to be a small bit of accountability from the person running over the cats. <laughs> Yeah. This is a crazy story. Yeah. No, I should say, love Jamie Lynn. She is I would, a toaster. No, I love know. Her. And she also, so E! News had posted this and she commented on yes. their post being like, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Like, you guys are, you know. Taking this out of context. Taking this out of context. So I feel like 
that's not what she, she said. She, that's not what she meant. But um, I also just would wonder, has this happened to other people? Like, is this an, an ongoing issue where pe- with people with Teslas right. they accidentally run over their animals? So I don't think so because, like, when this story became big, people were, like, responding to the story not because they related to it but because they're like, what? <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's, like, a huge problem. I really don't. Um, I mean, you never know because I don't have a Tesla or a cat and we know I'm never going to get the latter. But I, I don't think this is a worldwide issue because Elon would have addressed it. Yeah. So, I mean, but let us know if this is something you've experienced. Um, that would be really sad. It's, it's, at the end of the day, like, a really sad story. So, when I was talking about the story from our childhood, did we ever get the cat out of the car? Uh, yes. I don't think it ended in tragedy because I think that would have scarred us. So, yeah. I think it all worked out in the end. So, they just, like, climb into, like, the insides of the car from the bottom? I'm unfamiliar with the behavior of cats. You're asking the wrong yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. This is the wrong show. I'm but. unfamiliar with the behavior of cats and cars. So. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? But it can't be the fifth and final story that's brought to you by Everlane, right? Oh, but it is. It is? it is? Yes, it is. Wait, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What are the odds? Stranger hmm. things have happened. Building your wardrobe is a continuous journey of finding what makes you feel the most you. This year, discover fresh favorites that do more than fit your style and shape. Everlane's everyday essentials fit your resolution to help make a difference in the world. So uh, Everlane is just truly a one-stop shop for clothes that are everything of the sort. I have leggings, slippers, turtlenecks, such high quality, reasonable prices. They're made super well, and they're just, like, so cute. Um, they also have great jeans. If you're searching for the favorite pair of jeans, the kind that you wear all week and hope no one notices and you never wash after five days, Everlane is it. From skinny to relaxed, sim- slim to athletic, you can find the perfect cut that fits your form just right. You can also choose your stretch level. Vintage style rigid, original with just a hint of stretch, or the body-hugging authentic stretch, which is what I have, which is fabulous. Um, All of the jeans are made with certified organic cotton at the world's cleanest denim factory with zero landfill waste. With all the new year hustle and bustle, treat yourself to Everlane loungewear for the comfiest downtime ever. And you can get a solid start to the year with dependable everyday essentials, from great denim to super soft loungewear. You can shop the pieces for any to-do, including accessories, comfy base layers, lightweight active wear, Oh my God, lightweight activewear and more. They have simple designs that complement your wardrobe. They are premium quality products with a transparent, more affordable price. Everlane partners with the best in ethical factories in the world for a fit that you can feel good about. Go to everlane.com slash toast and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. And you can get easy returns within 60 days of your shipping date. But you got to go get that 10% off at everlane.com slash toast. Sign up at everlane.com slash toast and you'll get that 10% off. Check it out at Everlane, where we're clo- where everything is everything of the sort. Love it. Okay, our fifth and final story. Justin Timberlake reveals that he had a child over the summer and he is sharing the name of this child, a son named Phineas. Cute name, cute couple, cute baby, happiness. Yes, the actor opened up about life as a dad of two during a virtual appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show set to air on Monday. He's he said, quote, well, so I guess it aired yesterday, <laughs> quote, he's awesome and so cute. Nobody's sleeping, he quipped, but we're thrilled. We're thrilled and couldn't be happier. Very grateful. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled for them that they were able to have a child and it really remain a hush secret. hush. That must be nice for them. I think Phineas is a super cute name and I'm so happy for them. I want to talk about two things here. The first I want to talk about is Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake. 
I like kind of don't like them as a couple anymore. Like ever since those pictures the of hand him, holding. the hand holding in New Orleans, like I've just gotten a weird vibe from him. And also, don't you feel like for a few years, Justin Timberlake was doing the absolute most at all times, like trying to make himself like the next Michael Jackson, the Super Bowl, and then he had the guy like the Vanguard Award. Like he was just like doing the most song with Jay Z, and now he's like uh, literally disappeared off the face of the earth. Hasn't released a song in years yeah I just feel like he took the temperature and and maybe he listened to the show and was like oh I need to take a step back well because maybe I need to go work on bad teacher to sequel if I want people to love me because he then went on that tour at Madison Square Garden and like all around what was called man in the man in the woods yeah something like that that had like record low sales so I think he actually realized like the people don't want what you're selling like please go home to your family like reevaluate and that's what he did and so I just wanted to like mention that like I appreciate that because for I feel like for like a year we were on the show like he was always in the news just like bothering us because I find him so annoying and he's just like gone and it's it's really appreciated. Yeah, no, it is appreciated and absence makes the heart grow fonder and, and I wasn't going to say anything negative about him today on the show. Did because, we? No, no, no. But usually when his name comes up, like, I yeah. can't help myself. No, I agree. When I saw this headline, I didn't, like, immediately rolled my eyes. Like, I waited, like, five minutes, and then I did. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what they call growth. Yes, I think so, too. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about this interview, which someone I also went from hearing about all the time to never hearing about her again, Ellen. She, like, has been really quiet. I feel like it's such an interesting, like, case study, like, what's happening to her. I don't know how her ratings are, but I feel like she's just kind of, like, more pulled back, more reserved. I mean, I don't watch her show, but I'm sure her interview style has changed immensely from, like, so condescending to, like, maybe, I don't know, welcoming to people on her show. Mm -hmm. Um, I just haven't heard her name in so long. I know she had COVID, but she's good now. She's back in studio. But, like, what's up with Ellen? I feel like I've been seeing her around, like, in in the news cycle. I just don't really, like, click it. Yeah, but it's not this news cycle that it was over the summer. Like, No, of course not. But I think that, like, that's what she prefers, just to go back to work. Of and, course. And, and at, at some point, like, end her show on a good note. Yeah. She couldn't go out like this. No, no, no. It would be a disgrace to oh, her legacy. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, let's dive into the TV recap segment. Before we do, obviously, The Bachelor, I want to talk about Bling Empire, which is this show on Netflix. It's a Netflix reality show. Very similar vibe to Selling Sunset, just in terms of, like, the style. Um, And it's basically, like, it reminds me of Shots of Sunset. It's, like, focused on a subculture in L.A., lots of wealth. And this is, like, the crazy rich Asians of Los Angeles. And they really found, like, a motley crew of people. Honestly, I feel like one of my critiques of the show is that there's so many castmates. And it's hard to keep track of them all, especially when a lot of them are not interesting, like, whatsoever. There is this girl, Sherry, who at first I thought was interesting, but she just ended up, like, being boring. She literally, she was pregnant and gave birth. So she, every time we see her, she doesn't film outside of her house. Um, But she had a really interesting backstory how, like, she grew up and was signed to, like, Sony Music Asia. And she was going to become, like, and when you see her, she has the exact look of, like, a K-pop star. And she was going to become, like, the biggest superstar. And her parents, like, didn't allow. And now she, like, moved to the States and, like, had a baby. But um, there's a lot of people who, like, I just don't find interesting. And she is one of them. Uh, Jamie is another one of them. But what I find so interesting about the show, uh, first of all, they've really stumbled upon some absolute gems in their casting. This woman, Anna, she is Karen Huger meets Marisol Patton meets Mama Elsa. Like, she is just so rich. She's Japanese-Russian. She has a really interesting background. Lives in LA. Is so, so, so wealthy and is really kind of like the grand dame of this, you know, they said there's a very small group of like, wealthy Asians in LA and like everyone knows each other they have like events all the time and she's kind of like the grand dame because she's just like one of the older ones and she's one of the wealthiest and she's always throwing parties 
But there's kind of like this new girl on the scene who, um, her name is Christine. Her husband is a plastic surgeon and he's, her husband is everything of the sort. And she is like, in terms of like looks, like everything of the sort, like the house, the cars, the bags, like it's just insane. And she's really gunning for Anna for that top spot. And like, you know that Christine, like, not a day goes by where she doesn't think about how she can outsmart Anna and like become like the top queen. Whereas like Anna's just like in her palace, like doesn't even think of Christine ever. Like it bothers Christine so much. Like the two of them, it's an iconic fight. I can't stand Christine, but I do love the two of them. And they spend a lot of time on the show on other castmates like Kevin, who I just like don't care about. Kelly, who I just don't care about. And like, but Kelly is this other girl. She was actually married to like a very wealthy man um, before she moved to the States. And like literally it was like a made off situation like like everything was taken she had no idea who she was sleeping next to so she really like started fresh in LA and built her own company and is like so successful and she's dating this guy who's like a out of work actor he's was the red power ranger so you don't know what he looks like because his face was covered um and he is i think definitively and i've watched a lot of reality television perhaps the most toxic person i've ever seen on reality tv like he's abusive like and he's so outright he does it on camera like it's crazy and he's just so insane but like their storyline like at first was interesting but I just I find some of these characters to just be like so uninteresting especially when we're sitting on gems like Anna and Christine like give me the Anna and Christine show like that's what we need then there's another girl who is actually really interesting. They call they she said they say she's like the Paris Hilton of Asia. Her name is Kim Lee and she's like the female DJ. Like she's so famous and she has such an interesting backstory and she's kind of a bitch. Like what she did at Anna's house you guys was just like so disrespectful. Like she invites you over and like you go rummaging through her things. By the way, it sounds like a fantastic show. It. I'm going to watch it when I finish downtown. Okay, so, so don't I'll give stop a, spoiling don't it. give away too much, yeah. But all I want to say is like if you're ever walking through a department store or like a designer store and you see like of course, I understand people who like, you know, spend money on like designer bags, but you ever see those things like who is buying like designer t-shirts? Who is buying designer, like the most random like loungewear type things, pajamas, like these are the people who buy them. Like nobody is wearing their pajamas at home, Louis Vuitton, everything, head, headband, scarves, sunglasses, bikini, like everything is just Louis Vuitton. It's so crazy. And then one other thing that's worth noting about the show is it's obviously like the standard reality show template, but it's very strange in a lot of ways because it's on Netflix that it doesn't need to be censored. So there's quite a few scenes that I'm just like shook by. You know, the first is when they're they're at like a hotel rooftop just like having a day and one girl does, uh, isn't going to go swimming and she's like, I forgot my bathing suit at home. And it was just like a lie. You know, you could tell she was lying. And then they throw her in the pool and they pick her up and she's wearing a dress and you see... She's wearing underwear and a sanitary napkin. And they do not edit out the sanitary napkin. What? So you see, like, the wings, like, folded over the bottom of the underwear. It was just, like, so invasive. And I'm like, oh, of course she was lying. Because she was like, my closet's so big. Like, I forgot to go to the other side to get a bikini. And, like, then we say, like, no, you actually just have your period. But, like, you were lying. Like, it was, like, really, it was really, they did her dirty. That's not what I thought you were going to say. They did her dirty. Yeah. And then, like, Anna, who's the queen, um, she has like Dior come to her house so she could shop because she doesn't go to stores and she's like putting on this shirt and like she just like takes her shirt off and like puts on the other shirt and like we just see her boobs like it's just crazy like no censor no censor no blur like call me like you know conservative it's just but not it, I'm just not used, used to it to. yeah 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 but I mean I kind of liked it 
Yeah, no, this sounds amazing. It's um, so good. Maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll even start it like in the midst of Downton because I don't like to watch these Downton Ab- Abbey episodes like if I can only watch like one and a half at mm-hmm. a time because it's just I want to watch a whole stretch of them. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's like very contrived. Like I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of these people were like actors. Like I don't care. I, it's yeah. so good. And like the way they're like Christine, Jackie, you will die. She'd be like, do you know who like the oldest designer in Paris is like they're just like one upping each other with their richness and Anna just like gives no fucks about Christine but Christine like eat breathes and sleeps like how to become Anna Anna I believe is also part of the production mm-hmm. um I think that they tapped her to like find the people and she wasn't going to be on the show but she's such a character that they like threw her in so I think like she has a very favorable edit she's like gives me like the vibe of like being the Patricia Altschul of the show got it Got it. Wow. So that it's sounds, just so good. That sounds really great. Did you finish it? No, I have like two more episodes. Then you're going to like want to follow them all on Instagram, like especially oh, Christine. For sure. Like uh, she takes a private chat everywhere and has a photographer come with her everywhere and like all of her designer. She just went to Aspen and like designer earmuffs, designer gloves, designer ski, designer jacket, like craziness uh, with the photographer so on the fun. mountain. Like it's insane. You would love it. It's such a good show. Highly recommend. Great. Now, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Okay. So we ended last episode with a little bit of a cliffhanger, like a Sarah, okay? She was fine. She, like, got overwhelmed. And I did think a lot of the girls were being, like, kind of mean um, to Sarah when it came to her fainting. But as the episode progressed, I guess sometimes this happens on The Bachelor where, like, we don't know something because we can't feel the vibe. Yeah, like, clearly she was getting on people's nerves before she fainted. And then to find out that she fainted because um, she was nervous, like, because she was... We didn't really find out. It wasn't because it wasn't like a she already had a rose. Thing. She had a rose. She just was like overwhelmed by the process. Like I don't know. So it, it did sort of raise like a red flag. I thought Victoria like at first was being so hard on her. Yeah, me too. But like wow, what Sarah did for Victoria in this episode. Yes. Victoria should send her flowers. Hundred percent because Victoria. Victoria is mean, but she's usually on the wrong side of history. But when you're like, as a viewer, you're mad at Sarah and you have Victoria going in against your Sarah, corner. You're like, yes. Like, but I did think also at the end, like the girls took it way too far. Like, yes. And it wasn't like she can't. What, what I'm struggling with is feeling like, is Sarah genuine or is she literally an actress? Like, is she so sneaky? Because I felt like a, what she did. I saw your poll and I don't think she's genuine, but I also don't think that sneaky is not the right word for her. I think that she's dramatic I think that she is um just like oh I I don't want to say selfish because like she's taking up all this time and it is like selfish but it's not her job to like really care about the other girls time but it's just like she's just being like brazen no I don't it's hard because she's just like crying and she can't even articulate like why she's having such a hard time and it's like she went on the show she went on one date with Matt and like it's too hard it's too much and it's like but that's the show so come right. on like and you can feel that way like when you're one of the top six like yeah. not when there's still 30 girls left five more coming she's next week she's just being like so weak yeah I agree and but don't then, get me wrong but I was, then it's like when you put on when you factor in the fact that like her, her dad is yes. terminally ill and she is struggling with I have these feelings for Matt and I really want to be here and I really want to see them through but also like I might be missing time with my dad and it's and and I understand that push and that of pull, course but the decision you made the decision to leave your dad like when you came on the show and so I just feel like either I mean she made and then she wound up leaving right. so maybe sometimes you make a decision and it turns out to be the wrong yeah, one and you struggle with change it, their mind and then you and then you go back on it I just felt like it was all very emotional and 
the way she went about it was just all wrong. And there yeah, were I so mean, many times where it felt like she just wanted to, she was just going to get time with Matt and then she was just going to apologize to the girls and cry her way right. out of it. Well, so, I mean, at the, don't get me wrong. Like when she barged in on the group date, like I got mad. I got mad for Katie. I got mad for the girls. That's like, insane. It's insane. And that's it's, why it's annoying that they're in like all in the same resort because if they were, yes, it was a regular season, be able that could never happen. So, and I totally understood their frustration. And then she was like hiding in the room. Like, okay. So I totally get why everyone's mad. Then she came down. It took her a while. She came down and she apologized. And even though I don't like take her as the most sincere person, the apology seemed real. Like she said, I'm really sorry. Like I was just like having a hard time and they just wouldn't let it go. Like because a dog with a bone. A lot of nothing. It's no, just no, like, when she's like sitting there crying and it's like 15 girls going in on one girl at the end of the day. Like, just give it up. Like, yeah, no, I, you're not going to get what you want from her. I agree. But when she came on the group date and she's like, I just want you guys to hear from me. And Victoria's like, we haven't heard anything. Like, yeah. I really appreciated that because like she was saying words, but she wasn't saying anything. Right. Of course. But then you see like she's struggling with her dad. And it was only like when Katie spoke to her that I think like the viewers at home like started to sympathize for her. But I did feel like it was a little bit of a pile on at the end. Like at the first, like, okay, get your answers from her. But then it's like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. Like you're going to keep just going after her. And then she's like in this room crying by herself and then like talking about her dad and like Katie connected with that. It was just like really like, like the whole thing. I just like felt bad for her. I know. But then when she went to Matt to tell him she was leaving, like I really thought she was going to wind up staying. Me too. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with Me her. Me too. She now stays. I'm like, this is fake. But she actually because, left. Be, but because she left, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with her. Like I yeah. feel, I feel badly for her. I think she had a really bad time I mean but I, I also feel like she came on the show and I think a best case scenario I'm gonna meet someone yeah. and, and it's gonna be love and I'm gonna it's gonna be so worth it that it will I'm, have been worth worth it. it that I'm here and she couldn't have had a better connection with Matt so like it was it wasn't about that like yeah and honestly I think that if Matt wasn't really feeling her he would have been courteous enough to send her home and not waste her time while her dad is you know dying yeah no I think that he really really likes her and I think now it's annoying that she did leave leaving this like open-ended question mark you know I think she's gonna come back I feel like she might come back too next week five new girls come. oh my god I know it's like Love Island Casa Amor. like just seriously kill me like I can barely I have to watch Drag Race where I have such a hard time keeping track of everyone because in and out of drag they look so different and their names are so complex and then I have to remember all the girls from The Bachelor now five more like I don't know how I'm expected to remember everyone's name yeah I don't think you're expected to remember everyone's name I don't know all of Matt's girls even though I think he has a great group of girls and I feel like there are a bunch who he feels really strongly about and so that's exciting but I also feel like Matt I feel like people were really getting frustrated with him like viewers were getting frustrated with him last night and the fact that he was never a contestant on this show it is, shows is really starting to show like yes. he can't see through the bullshit he doesn't he sent like, Marianne home I don't think they had a connection but she, that was sad she like lost yeah that was really sad I think he um he can't he's being a frustrating bachelor because he doesn't know what it's like to be on the other side of it no you are so right and, I mean I forgot that and as much as I like him so much it's it's frustrating that it's not someone who has been in the house who knows what like the villain looks like and yeah if, if you should trust women coming to you about other yeah. people and at what point so it's it's become frustrating, but it's also like not even about Matt. Like it's just about the girls. It's not even about Matt. Um, it's just about the girls. I totally agree. Kit was being so cute last night. Like she was getting annoyed, and she had like some great one liners, like she real did. singers. Um, we had the one on one with Serena, who is just perfect. Like I just was like, cut the cameras, like just go home together. Like I really thought that was a great date. She's like a very very sweet girl. But you know what? 
Matt gives me uh, Tasha vibes because they're both so nice to everyone. You're like, oh, you're in love with everyone. Whereas like a lot of times you can read the lead. You're like, oh, she's not feeling this or he's not feeling this or he's going to send her home. But with Matt, and I felt that way with Tasha. I'm like, till the end, I literally had no idea who was going to win because Tasha is so genuinely lovely to everyone. You're like, oh, she's in love with me. Yeah, no, I feel that way. But it also is nice. It makes it keeps you on your toes. But I do think Matt gives us like some indication. Like when he leans in to kiss someone, yes. like he likes that person. Whereas other times like, it's, you know, the the girl is leaning in more. So he likes Rachel. He Yeah, he does. And she hasn't even had a one-on-one. Oh, my God. We need to talk about the date. The, the, the group date. The erotic novel date. So many things. First of all, the fact that Chris Harrison wrote a book, which we all knew he wrote a book, but like Called that. Called The it, Perfect Letter. I thought it was just like a Nicholas Sparks thing. It is, but I guess it has like some porny scenes. Erotica, yeah. Um, that's just something that we all needed to know. No, I, I actually disagree. I think that I could have lived my whole life not knowing that. Um... I think and Margot read the, the book. The date was like it was uncomfortable to watch at times, but by the end, I thought that Victoria like was hysterical. I was laughing out loud. She, we need the, the non bleeped version. What did she say? In addition to Sarah, like really helping Victoria out this episode, she really helped herself with yes. that at the end. Yes, Queen. Yes, like, she was really making fun of herself, and I just had a whole new outlook on her. And you could tell that the date really brought everyone together. It was like the ultimate icebreaker, where it's like we're all going to be uncomfortable. Yep. We're all in the same boat of like we each have to do it. So even if I'm laughing at you, like you're going to laugh at me Mm -hmm. and I thought it was wound up being like such a great date for them all to be in and that's why it was even more frustrating that, that Sarah she interrupted it. because I think it was who said like you ruined the we had a vibe going Wait, and they were flowing on a high like they were all just like on this great like date level and she just came it came crashing down when yeah she which really bothered me because I feel like so many group dates especially like in these um resort are so weird are so tense and it's hard to get the ball rolling and everyone was just having a great time and and it really was annoying yeah also on the group date there was like five girls I did not recognize like who is Kylie don't know her whatsoever um but there was a girl who I hadn't seen her name was Anna she was wearing like a really cute brown dress with a copywriter is she a copywriter? I think so. She went first. Yeah. I thought she was so funny. And she it's is- so hard to go first. Like, yeah. I thought she was great. I wish she would get more airtime. I think she actually is, like, hilarious and, like, interesting. Yeah. She seems like she has good, like, positive energy. Yeah. Um, I think I saw people, like, are comparing her to Hannah Brown. They think that they look oh. like. Uh, actually, they kind of do look like. Yeah. Um... But so, yeah, I feel like there's already so many girls, like, I cannot keep track of them. And now we're getting five more. Like, that's so annoying. That also makes me think, like, may, like maybe it's, like, Matt told the producers, like, I don't think anyone here is going to be my wife. Like, we, like, and I want this to work. So they, like, fly in more girls. No, I think, honestly, The Bachelor saw how many people loved Love Island this summer. And oh. they were, like, let's, let's ch- copy their format a little bit. That's a really good call. Yeah. Like, and like maybe the best call you've ever made a hundred percent yeah because that's what they do all the time it's just new girls I find or, that annoying yeah I, I really think that Matt's wife is in the I mean we haven't met the new girls but there are so many people that I think that he has like really strong connections with Brie, and so much respect for Rachel Abigail Serena Abigail but she hasn't been on a I date know. and she this happens a lot on the bachelor where the woman who gets the first impression rose is not, is not a front runner. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know. Yeah. No, I think Rachel's a winner. You do. Like I just because she's literally the star of the show and she's been on like only group dates. Mm-hmm. And he like when they were on the group date and they got time together, like he went in to kiss her like so fast. Yeah. I think she's a winner. Even though like Brie is my queen, like I'm. I think she's like literally the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen in my whole life. Like I just I literally thought like on my fake Instagram account, like I follow a. Bree Springs fan account. Oh my God. That's really funny. I think 
I think it'll be real. Like, there's so many just like great, yes, great choices. Agreed. You know, and she kind of faded a little bit, but I think Mari also goes far. Yeah, but she also is uh, fading. Yeah, she's fading. But it's also because they haven't gotten dates. They haven't gotten. But a Rachel one-on-one. hasn't. But right. she's still. Can, but you can still like stand out in the group setting. Yeah. No, I actually thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, but I definitely feel the the audience frustration with Matt. Like he's starting to annoy me. Like make some decisions. Like be yeah. be more decisive. Like yeah. not just like, like you just go with the flow you and know, to show up to a date. Her one-on-one, and to go go check on the one person who's not being a team player, and make out with her in bed, and like not be able to stop kissing her right before your date with someone else, like so disrespectful. Is it? It it wasn't right. I so thank you for bringing that up because like you know I didn't remember, but I was like, first of all, that's so rude to Serena. Second of all, not only like are you like not with Serena, you're like literally in bed like on top of her. Like it was really really zelo kavod. Yeah, I agree. But otherwise, Good still going strong. Nima Collins looking beautiful this oh time God, of year. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just gorgeous. And that house Matt has, like, gorgeous. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a great setup. Yeah, so much better. Like, La Quinta Who? La Quinta Who. Um, that is our TV recap segment. If you're looking for more content on The Bachelor, our Snatchler is here for you. We have a podcast called The Snatchler on Toast News Network, which is our podcast network hosted by our little sister Margot, who is really like a bachelor influencer. She so is. it's available, I think, today or tomorrow. Which one? It's supposed to be today, but we'll see if Margo's on time. But yeah, it's supposed to be today, so look out for that. She usually is. Look out for that, and yeah, anything else? Are you on mood this week? Oh, I'm on mood and taste of Taylor. I think Taylor Strecker's comes out today, and tomorrow I'm on Lauren Elizabeth's podcast, Mood. And I have to say, I've been doing a lot of podcasts, radio, for like just being annoying, like press of my book. But it's just called press. Like, you don't have to degrade yourself. Oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm just like... (laughs) It's so hard. insecure, like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard um, to break habits. But in terms of uh, the podcast with Lauren Elizabeth and the podcast with Taylor Strecker, two of the best interviews like I've ever done. Just because like they're, I would consider both of them like my best friends. Like so, I felt so comfortable, and it was really deep. Like Lauren's was really deep on mental health, and uh, Taylor's was really deep on like cancellation, like. Taylor has literally become like a punching bag for her problematic friends like Stassi me and we just like no that's literally she's always like having to make excuses for her friends and it's honestly like a terrible position to put to be in um so we like go really deep on that and I think that one comes out today mood with Lauren Elizabeth comes out tomorrow and I really encourage you to listen to them like I really think they were great great that's really exciting I'm I'm looking forward to listening and um recording the redheads with you next week that's gonna be a we made an appointment we're gonna record the redheads you guys yeah, Red the literary world is fucking quaking. This is the collab of the century. No, legit. Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's only January, but it's literally like the podcast slash book collab of the year. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, okay, like, should we wrap up? Uh, no, I think that's all she wrote. I have a dentist appointment I'm excited oh, about. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Love you. Bye. Goodbye.